to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. Sweet sounds of honks. Sweet sounds of Talia Latia. Hello. It feels like I haven't heard those geese for quite a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. I mean, it's I think only, it's been, only been like two weeks. Two weeks. Like max. we missed one week. Yeah, we had Maria Lewis on last week. Oh, amazing! So she talked about a book and all things oh, yes. witchy. Yes, she's very keen to meet you. Oh, I know. I was really excited because we follow each other on Twitter, mm. and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get to meet her when all things. And I was watching that she had like some drama with an airline, and she was like, no, I have to be there for my book launch. And I was like, that is probably the best reason to like fight an airline because <laughs> it not only says, hey, I'm an accomplice person but it's also like I have somewhere to be that is literally about me and therefore if I don't turn up <laughs> you need to make it happen and I, I'm pretty sure they did make it all happen it was all dealt with but she I was, was just at like her book launch yeah exactly but it was one of those things where I was just like what a great what a great thing to say no I need to be on that flight because I have to go to my book launch delight move aside peasants yes I am literate <laughs> I can write and read which is literally what that means and anyway yeah greatness Greatness. Wonderful. Well, this is Gaggle of Geeks, the podcast where we chat all things geeky and pop culture. I'm Seth Lloyd. I'm I'm Tali Ollette and I just figured out how to make my chair turn and go down. That was not gas. I feel I I was too high and I was like, I'll do it really subtly. Nope, that just sounded like gas passing. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm now in a lower, more comfortable position. Yay. Um, Not a big week, but a Big thing dropped today, Charlie. Oh, my goodness. I am in love. Our little friend, the Lion King. Yes. Shall I play the trailer? Oh, my God. Yes. Please do. Everything the light touches... is our kingdom. But a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. The moment, like, it starts, you yeah. know, like, I'm here for it, I'm here for it, I'm mm-hmm. here for it. And then James L. Jones's voice comes through. Right. And the throwback to the nostalgia oh. of just, oh, it's Mufasa. It's, he's like, it's weirdly like he's come back to life totally for the purpose is. of 
obviously the story of the Lion King, but it was just this moment. I was like, Mufasa's back. We hear from him again. It is. Oh, man. Oh, like, although it was like, oh, this is a bit different because cause it's all CGI'd yeah. and it's 3D. It was just yeah. like, this is, it sounds so familiar. That's, but yes. it's not what I'm used to That's, seeing when I hear that yeah. music. Yeah. And it's just like. I wasn't expecting yeah. that animation to look back at me when I heard that music. Well, and that's, it's so, so true because I had exactly the same mm. reaction is that you listen to the music and then there are such iconic scenes in The Lion King that obviously we all know from the cartoon version. Mm. So it's like obviously Rafiki holding up Simba and presenting him to the um, all the animals. Yeah. And you do have moments where you like you see what's in the trailer, the CGI version, and then you have like this flashback to what the cartoon version looks like. And it was like in that moment you go, it's so different to what I remember, but it's the same, but it's different, but it's just, it's powerful and it's amazing and... Oh my God, it's made me so much more excited to go see it. I don't know. There was also this weird thing that I had in my head because I often worry when people remake things that don't need to be Mm. remade. Obviously, The Lion King is perfect. So to go back to it, I was like, guys, just don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. And I was weirdly worried that not that I was expecting like Donald Glover and Beyonce to be human form, them being animals, but But there was, I was just like, don't do that. And this is weirdly reassuring that they have it. It was just that little seed of doubt that I was just like, what are you doing? At the same time, I'm like, I was wondering, like, will they take on some facial features of oh, the actors yeah. and then kind of implement it slightly on the animals and imprint it on? Yes, <laughs> yeah, that. And I think it's like those little things that you just weirdly start to get a little bit worried. Mm. Like, if they do it well, they do it well. But it's like a, if they do no. it bad and they ruin the Lion King, yeah. like hell hath no fury. No. So. I was feeling that, but like the symbolism of like little Simba's cub, like cub print in like Mufasa's bigger lion footprint. And yeah. you're just like, oh my God. What a sweet baby. And it's also like, you have no idea what's about to happen to you. Cause I think that that's the other thing too, is obviously I've watched the cartoon version so many times. Mm-hmm. I've seen the musical version. Like I know the Lion King story, but it's in weirdly watching the trailer again for a movie you already know. It's just a, oh, my God, like, I know what's going to happen, but I'm still excited. But, oh, my God, you poor animals, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's just that different version again of events. But I mean, when you do reboots, you're like, it has to be fresh. Yes. It's going to make someone, like, consume it like this. And it's like, wow. I, like, literally one of the guys in my office has played it five times this morning. You he, must just be hearing the... Totally. And it was like someone else was like, Oi! Again? <laughs> and you're like, yes, I will have it on replay until it comes out at the movies. Pretty much. But what? another person in my office is like, oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps watching that. Yeah. It's, it's so. It's been a very interesting response. What I think is interesting though, and maybe this is like just my very naive ear, mm. is is it the same song from the original? Yeah. It sounds like the original, which then makes me question, are they going to have a new soundtrack or is it going to be a blend of the old soundtrack and a new one? Because obviously you bring Ooh. Beyonce and Childish Gambino, they're going to do some singing. And we saw like that picture that was released. Of him and Yeah. Seth, so Morgan you go, obviously that there yeah. are, but like that, that very obvious circle of life sounds exactly the same as the original. But at the same time, they might have just gotten a new choral uh, like group. group to see, yeah. re-sing it. I swear it sounded exactly the same. Maybe that is my untrained. It ear. is only a teaser. It's only a minute and a half, and it is a teaser. Oh, so, so many more questions. Do you know what that means? 
a full trailer is to come. <gasps> oh my God, we're not going to be, by the time the movie hits, we're going to be like, I'm too emotionally exhausted to watch it. I've already been through this Well, it's been it's be eight months away. It's July 2019 at That's this rate. That's not that far. <laughs> I mean, as quickly as the True. world be moving, because now I'm an old nana and I say things like, life is moving as fast, <laughs> so fast. Blink and it'll be July and the Lion King will be here. The other thing that I noticed that was just a little bit interesting, yeah. I don't even, like, maybe it is interesting, maybe it's not, is obviously at the end of that little teaser, they're like, and here are the actors who are going to be in it. Um Donald Glover, mm-hmm. Simba, obviously. Obvi. First one. And then I went, who will be the next one? I think it went to Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, who was Pumba. Yep. And then my head was like, where's Beyonce? When's Beyonce's name going to come up? And no, and they did like John Oliver mm-hmm. or thing. Zazu. And then it, like, yep. yep. Um, and Beyonce Nala was the second last one. But with an and. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that there was something in that contract that said, I'm special. Give me this. Yep. Um, and yeah, and then it was also Beyonce Knowles Carter, which is so funny because yeah. like she's Beyonce, she's one name. You don't need the Knowles you Carter. Knowles Carter, but, but I was like, yeah. maybe she's trying to be like reposition, like rebrand herself as an. Acting but yeah, but she got she got that and end billing with yeah. uh, James, James L. L. Jones. Jones. Yeah, like I understand, <laughs> and like, like whoa, iconic. <laughs> I know. Well, that was the thing because I was like Donald Glover. Obviously, you go first. You're Simba. Yeah. Like you get that billing, but Obvious. the. And Beyonce, Knowles Carter, and James L. Jones. Like James L. Jones was the, the original. Of course, he gets an and. Yeah, he gets like I love that and spotlight. is such a big deal in credits yes. now. It's like and <laughs> and someone who wrote this into her contract, and we have to oblige it. And she is <laughs> yeah. the queen, so we will oblige. We Absolutely. are her mere subjects. <laughs> My God, it's like the story of the Lion King all over again. We've come all full circle. Yeah, excitement. So. It's, it's really there. I mean, they did release Dumbo last week as well. And that one was a very heartbreaking. I'm like, are you trying to kill me, Disney? Ah, oh, like the live action they're doing of Dumbo. No. So, so it's got Danny DeVito, um, Eva Green and Colin Farrell in it. No. <laughs> that was Maria's. <laughs> we didn't. She didn't do it on air, but she told me like off air. She's like, no way in hell touching Dumbo. <laughs> Same reaction here from Charlie. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. No, no. that's a hard no. Mm-hmm. Ugh, okay, good. So Move that, on. <laughs> that's been happening in the world of Disney. Um, but earlier this week, we there's been a lot of trailer drops, I should, probably should say, um, because we got a little nugget from Deadpool, who is coming back this Christmas with a PG uh, film. The irony being is Deadpool, a part of the watching it and the entertainment is mm-hmm. the vulgarity of the language of it. That's what makes, like, in a sense, you're a superhero who also is, like, going to drop the F-bomb, going to do this, going to, like, you know, I'm trying not to swear that much while explaining yeah. how great swearing <laughs> is. Like, it's a very tough line to think. But that's the part of his character Yeah, is that's what makes him entertaining. Mm. And so to have a PG-13, you're like we need to now strip that away. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Once Upon a Deadpool. So, and it features the kid from The Princess Bride. Of course. So oh. he's like literally tied the kid who is now an adult down to his bed and say, we are now going to read you a story. <laughs> Which is very similar to Princess how Princess Bride, Bride started. Starts. And the guy's yeah. like, I'm an adult now. So it still has that whole sarcastic kind yeah. of like, 
vibe. But the thing is, is that that's like the moment that you make your movie PG-13 mm. is that you're widening the children, obviously. Of, but then you yeah. also have to do it for the parents. So the kids won't probably get the original Princess no. Bride bedtime story reference. No. But the parents will. And then in the same sense, too, all Deadpool fans who will go and see it, presumably they all know where the links are. Uh, it is just that. Yeah. I mean, it would be like, it'd be an interesting challenge <laughs> because, and also I'd like to see what was on the cutting floor <laughs> before yeah. they made this PG-13 version. Well, what's really funny about it is someone found a tweet that had come out back in December 2017. Yeah. And it's by this guy, MVB Bram- Bramley, that's his Twitter handle. And he literally tweeted on the... December eighth, twenty seventeen. Yep. If Marvel for if Marvel forces you to make a PG thirteen Deadpool, just copy the framing device from the Princess Bride and have Deadpool censoring it for Fred Savage as a bedtime story. A kidnapped <laughs> adult Fred Savage. There, I fixed it. And he's literally holy a holy. year ago. He predicted a, it. Yeah, as just a joke tweet to be like a there. I know what you can do. Solve and then. He's literally somehow done it. I saw that tweet and I was like that article where it was like some guy predicted it a year ago. That's crazy. I know. And it's not even one of those things. You know how like people. Do you would reckon s- they saw them? They're like, good idea. Let's do it. Oh, they, maybe they did. They went, I mean, how do we do this? Wait a second. I mean, how many Ryan tweets? Reynolds, like he trolls Twitter a lot. Well, the thing is, is it did have 492 likes at least. Mm. So, I mean, that's bit of traction in the, like, it would have come up in feeds of stuff. Yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. And he was like, great idea. Well, I'm I gonna just s- hope that that guy gets some royalties out of it or right. like some kind of artistic licensing fee because yeah. he did decide it. I mean, it came at it because I'm uh, the writer, William Goldman, he died mm. last week. So it was like, oh, it's oh. kind of poignant in a little way. <laughs> but then it's also, it's Deadpool. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. It's just, yeah, I just... Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it'll be interesting, but I also like what did that meeting look like? <laughs> like when Marvel was like, "We know the Deadpool character, but we also want a PG thirteen movie, so make it happen." And like, was there any pushback? Why did the push not back not get its way? Like, why is well, essentially why is this happening, Sophie? Why is this happening? Well, he makes a great gag about how you're not really Marvel; you're a Fox. <laughs> You're part of your Fox that's part of Marvel, but not really. <laughs> and it was a great dig. I was like, true that. <laughs> that little side. Just that little side. Um, but, yeah, uh, just the restraint. I'm curious to see if, like, this film was literally, like, Deadpool trying to hold back the swearing <laughs> well, <laughs> to make, like, that PG-13. But there was also, um, like, some parents are like, great. You've made a Deadpool. You've made a Deadpool film that children or young children, not young children, but young yeah. adult kids. Yeah, I am not talking well. Teenagers can see <laughs> kids who are younger than thirteen. If they, I was like young pr- children. I'm like, no, they are not young children at all. No, five year olds. They are definitely not the twelve year olds. Um, but they can now see it. Mm. which means they'll now want to see the other movies, which are definitely not appropriate for them. That's the other thing too. It's so easy in like the naivety of the world that if once upon a Deadpool is your first Deadpool experience Mm. and you are a child or you are a parent of a child who goes, oh, great, that like I'll go along and see it. That was fun 
I'm like, wholesome, family friendly. What greatness. <laughs> oh, what's that? There are other Deadpool movies. I'm going to go and get that one out too. Oh, no, it's all right, little Tommy. I'm just going to be in the kitchen. You sit there in the lounge room and you watch the TV. And the next minute. What are you doing, Mum? It's like, no, this is R18+. Plus. You cannot watch this. Wild. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like on so many streaming services, which now people do, like I think there's a difference when you used to have to go to a store mm-hmm. and buy a DVD or buy the thing, is that you paid more attention to what the classification was. Oh, yeah. But on streaming services, I could literally not tell you what any show is classified as anymore. Kidlock. Oh, really? There are child locks. Yeah, see, this is the things, the joy of not having a, like, a family. You do not know of this witchcraft that would prevent. <laughs> no, although sometimes I'm tempted to turn it on for my mum just to see what will happen. <laughs> oh, so then I have... But then the thing is, like, lots of... Oh, I guess, like, parents they can just, would have... So parents can have, like, their, their profile. profile and the kids have their, their own profile. profile. Oh, that's very smart. Mm. Okay, I take it back. Now, I mean, if you show your kids the original Deadpool, you're a bad parent and we'll probably call child services. But to be you. fair, though, like kids are so smart now and so tech oh. savvy. So they could get around those child locks real easy. It's so funny. Um, and my parents' house, like they don't have a very fancy TV, but it's they've got OzStar on it and it's got one of the locks. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, someone has set a password required lock on the food channel. <laughs> and... The funny thing is, is they can't take it off. No one can figure out how they can take it off. So it's like, and it went through all the channel, like the processes to think it is. So there must be some kind of super parent lock that you can put it on and then like maybe another code somewhere somehow releases what that lock was. Because normally you can just go and remove it once you've set it up. But yeah, and then put it on the food channel. So anytime that I've ever wanted to watch like the Great British Bake Off at my parents' house, I was like, put in the code. And it just makes you feel like you're looking up porn or something like it just makes you go you are food porn you're looking at food porn (laughs) maybe that's maybe my parents didn't do it maybe it was actually they were just like this is pornographic we cannot show children this this." yeah they'll get us so addicted to the cake (laughs) the sugar is their crack cannot this is drug worthy no Yeah, that is so sad. I love Food Channel. I know. Like, you can still watch it. It's just really annoying to have to go put it, like, go find where the remote is. It's like when I don't know what to watch anything and I'm just feeling a bit sorry for myself because of bad decisions the night before. It's like you watch the Food Channel and everything's better. (laughs) I just literally. What was the um, show? It was on Netflix, Deep Fried Masters. Did you ever watch that? I've heard so much about it. It's like seriously one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life and it has totally changed the way that I go to shows. But it's literally this show, it's like part like part cooking competition, yep. part economics of food fair. So it's like the only show you will ever see in your world. And it's also American shows. Of course. So their idea of deep frying everything is obviously a given. It's like deep fried butter and then we'll like deep fry a hot dog and then put it in a burger and then we'll deep fry the whole burger and then we'll serve it with deep fried ice cream. Like deep fried, deep fried, deep fried. Like everything is brown. <laughs> it's the only show I've ever watched. And this is what I mean in the economics of the show too. So like they have a challenge and they like, cook something. And then they cook the dish. But they deep then, fried. Well, yeah, no, they do deep fried. And then the judges will come along and they're like, um, okay, yeah, like it's re- it'd be really hard to eat on the midway because it's not on a stick. If you could somehow put this burger on a stick, I think that this would be a winner. Um, and you don't really need the side salad because that's just actually going to cost you more to have like the tomato and the lettuce <gasps> for the side salad. I was like, that's the only healthy thing that is on their plate right now. Like the economics of putting a salad on was too much. 
but there is this show that was recently on SBS where it was a cooking show and again was that idea of going to American fairs and it was this guy would challenge these food vendors Mm -hmm. to be like make something and again it was just absolutely wild that I would just sit there and watch it and I'm like I'm so grossed out but at the same time this is amazing this one guy he like the challenge was like make a milkshake, mm. which you're like, oh, that's pretty basic, but it's America, so of course it's not. So it's like a bacon ice cream <gasps> thick shake with chocolate dipped bacon. They dipped oh. bacon in chocolate and then they put it in, and then there were shards, and then they made this bacon donut. And it was just like you looked at it and you're like, I am gagging. That is so gross. And it was people drinking it. It's like, I really enjoy the bacon in my chocolate milkshake. I was like, no, too far, too far, people, too like, far. Life decisions. Bacon does not go with milkshake. I know. No. I can barely tolerate it in like a Bloody Mary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand that. The ones you add a prawn on a Bloody Mary, I'm like, what are you doing? I've never seen anyone add a prawn. I've seen a couple of prawns. No. Because there's like... Like when people go like, you have your regular Bloody Mary, then you can amp it up and amp uh, it up, add bacon, amp it up, add bacon and a prawn. And you're like, yeah. No. Wild. No. Wild. Yeah. That's so true. That is so true. Where did, where did, why did we just go down that well? We had now down the well of the Food Channel. <laughs> but FYI, you need to see Deep Fried Mastered. It is fantastic. Noted. Feedback. Noted. Feedback. Feedback. Um, this is not deep fried though, but she is probably a little fried. Let's talk Harley Quinn. <laughs> what a segue, Sophie Lie. You win an award. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Harley Quinn spinoff yep. called Birds of Prey mm-hmm. and in brackets and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh. So just again, that name, Birds of Prey yep. and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Why is that so long? Did it need to be so long? Does it is it reference to something that I'm just totally missing? Like No, why? I feel like the original was always gonna be Birds of Prey and I'm so excited because I love the Birds of Prey yeah. comic book series. But why do you need the thing in brackets? Because that's just something Harley would put in. <laughs> it's very in character for Harley. <laughs> I mean it's got fantabulous in it. I just cannot Fantabulous. Wait. That is so Harley. <laughs> and also when um so Margot Robbie, she tweeted out an image of the script. Yeah. And it's literally and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, written, handwritten. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty sure it was always supposed to be birds of prey. <laughs> I just, I'm just waiting for when it goes out of the movies. And do you know how they try and do long titles sometimes? Do you mm. reckon they'll just do brackets? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but co-star Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as Black Mask, yep. um, along with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as yep. the Huntress and Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. Oof. That is a good cast. Yes. Black Mask is a great Batman villain. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winston, she was, you remember her from Scott Pilgrim versus the world? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's done comic booky stuff before. She'd be interesting. So, so in a, like, she's earned her stripes. You were no. like, I will, I will say that you can do this. I mean, I don't, this is the thing. She was like, she was like, a, she was tough in like Scott Pilgrim, but like Huntress is really, really like. She's like the daughter of a mafia um, boss. So I'm like, hmm, it'll be interesting to see if she gets that vibe as well. Oh, yeah. Where but, is yeah. her character range at? Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, but, but Renee Montoya, I'm really excited to see because she plays a cop in Gotham. Yes. Oh, the character is a cop in Gotham um, who is also an open lesbian. Oh. Mm. So it's always at odds with a lot of her fellow officers. Ooh. She, yeah. I don't know why that just made me think of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I was like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is nearly back. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Captain Hobbs. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but the new Harley Quinn spinoff, um, yep. Birds of Prey, and then everything else in the bracket. Um, <laughs> maybe can we just call it and everything else in the bracket? And everything in the bracket. Um, is not slated. Like, it will not be on our screens until 2020, yeah. February 2020. Bit far away. Which is ages also after the like original Suicide Squad as well. Like what would it be? It'd be more than three years. Yeah. And the thing is, is like but, but that original Suicide Squad was awful. It was awful, but that Halloween find me a girl who did not dress up as Harley Quinn. Therefore, she how was the they... best thing in that film. <laughs> See, and this is the thing, it's like that's why I was like, why did it take so long to do after? It's obviously the only foreseeable reason mm. is because Margot Robbie is now a superstar. Yeah. And in terms of her time timetable and her schedule is that they couldn't lock it down because I'm pretty sure that they would have gone so popular will need spin-off that you would have thought that they would have tried to get that I think smashed they, earlier. Oh, they would have. Like, I'm pretty sure they did, but it was just always back and forth production. With, yeah, like, exactly. yes, it's on. No, it's not anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's changed hands. Like, yeah. It's, it's always that. Yeah. I think now it's like, but I'm pretty sure Margot is producing this or co-producing Ooh. it, so I think... She's doing so well for herself. She is, isn't she? Yeah. It's, it's just a wild, character she it? really does love. So yeah. it'd be really good to see what happens out of it. But we will have to wait. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Hope we'll see a few more characters. Yes. Like, Look, we're excited. We're excited. Um, like, yeah, Poison Ivy. Oh. Well, in the comics, Poison Ivy is one of Harley's best friends. Is always trying to, like, protect her from the Joker. And, like, you know, because they're in such a very abusive relationship she's always like yeah. trying to like sever that connection <laughs> to oh, save her friend interesting yeah. they're really good mates yeah well then you would presume that that would is what would happen mm. because there's know. also the harley quinn is it the netflix the cartoony version yeah, that, that's coming out that's out i think yeah yeah that's already yeah. out batman so, and harley quinn yeah yeah so there's gonna be lots of harley quinn well i mean you still have to wait till 2020 for this one but yeah. I mean, in the I mean look, room. if they're doing read-throughs, it probably means, like, shooting's not far off. Yeah. Look, very true. Because then it's, it's usually post-production that takes ages, especially with mm. big superhero yeah, movies. movies. Yeah, all the special effects yeah. that they have to do and sort out. All that. <laughs> oh, man. Lots to master. Lots to master. Lots to master. Delightful. Yeah. Um, the other thing that <laughs> it's on our list to talk about, and I already just start laughing. Because Why? Why? Okay, go, Sophie. Defend Tidelands. Mermaids. <laughs> Gonna give me more. Australian mermaids. Give me more. First Australian Netflix series. See, you're giving it, like, you're making it sound, like, better than what the trailer looked like. I d- you don't understand how much I love bad, like, just really dodgy fantasy. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Like, give me melodrama. I've been watching Shadow Hunters. I've been getting through Vampire Diaries. Like, give me that melodrama. And they haven't really touched on mermaids yet, not since the days of H2O. Just I was about to say, because as I was watching it, I was like, this is like an adult version of H2O, Just Add Water. 
And I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Is it working? Because this is the thing. So it's like these water women who yes. are from the water and then they seem to be killing men. Yes. So is it like that age old, like siren kind of siren supposed to be like yep. a woman tempts the guys. But then one of the scenes from the trailer was this guy on the, t- like the roof of his car dead and his eyes had been cut out or something had happened there. Yeah. So I was just like, I always thought that the siren tempted the guy or the ships to her. Yeah. And then they drowned. Yeah. So we're like, what was he doing in on the car? Well, they were like, they mentioned drowning, but, you know, not necessarily what kind of drowning. Metaphorically. (laughs) And that makes sense because, like, human bodies are, like, mostly made out of water. Right. So maybe he drowned in himself (gasps) on top of the car and then he cut it out of his eyes. (laughs) We're not here for logic. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. Did you not watch H2O just now? I believed that plot a lot more. We were swimming in what turned out to be a magical rock pool. Then we got magical powers and now everyone it was it was one of those things when I used to watch H2O just add water. And the sad thing about it is I don't think like the last time I watched it wasn't actually that long ago. But I like when they were in the water, great. When they purposefully went in the water, ideal. Mm-hmm. It was just Obviously, when they were at home mm. or like the threat, if it started to rain, their mermaid tail would grow. <laughs> and I was just like, this is not convenient at all. No. Slash, I know that this is the other thing. They always keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. But like, if you got wet and yeah. you grew a mermaid tail, that's not like an Alex Mack power. Alex Mack had the power where she could control. I'm going to turn into a water puddle. I'm not going to be a water puddle. I can zap things. This is all great. Like Alex Mack's power, I understand you didn't want to tell anyone. It also happened at a really creepy lab. So there's a lot of things that were going on. But if I swam in a magical rock pool and then somehow every time water was added, I grew a tail, I would be telling people because I'd be like, try and fix this. But did you not watch Splash? It's the Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah classic. The moment they found out she was a mermaid, she was put in a tank. And then they were like, you just stay there. They're going to study and poke you. But the, no. But is that like, would that actually happen in real life now? Of course. No. Like I would tell too many people so that if they tried to put me in a tank and study me, I'm sure that there would be like a change.org petition Release Tali as the mermaid. Yeah, it was like Amnesty International release Tali the mermaid. (laughs) One million signatures. (laughs) Wow. Um, But yeah, no, of course, people are terrible at breaking things. Yeah. Humans Uh. are terrible. Well, yeah, okay, fine. Um, but thinking, speaking of things that are terrible, the Titans, it comes out at Net- on Netflix when? December 14. Come on. We haven't had like decent underwater drama since Ocean oh Girl. <laughs> Do you remember Please. Ocean Girl? I'm more worried about your quote. Like, we haven't had decent underwater drama, that very niche level, that unless you are underwater, you count. There's probably a reason. <laughs> Is that I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the best underwater drama is The Little Mermaid end off. <laughs> and then they should have stopped underwater dramas. And even she was in an underwater drama and wanted to go on land. It just goes to show. Underwater dramas for the no. Well, we'll get more underwater drama. Speaking of water, I'm now crying. <laughs> You're crying and if I was a mermaid, I'd have a tail right now. And that's another thing. Oh, when they cried, did they grow a tail? But it's coming from their own bodies. Would but they? still, they're getting wet. It's mm. some kind of water drop. Because they used to have things where it was like one droplet, and now they're a thing. 
So what about if you cried on me? Would I get a tail? <laughs> Probably. Just wait as my tears just fall on you. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's the next great big underwater drama. <laughs> oh, Aquaman's coming out next month. Oh, yeah, that's another underwater drama. <laughs> you are underwater drama. <laughs> I'm really excited for it, actually. Yes. Um. Well, from the trailer that they had mm. with all the little fishy friends and the poster that they had and, like, mm. the fun little jokes. Yeah. I want to hang with the spice fishies. <laughs> they look cool. So did Bruce, the shark. <laughs> We've learnt a very interesting insight into Sophie Lies Kinks right now. Ah, duh, what? Splashy, with splash. The fishies. <laughs> Just hanging down there. So you would be the opposite of the little mermaid. You would like be Ariel was like, I want legs. I'm just like, I want a fin and gills. And a dramatic storyline. Hey, it's coming out. Look, December will be the age, like the month of the merman. Merlady. I don't know. Merman, father. Merman. Of the merpeoples. It will be December. Oh, I mean, man. it's a good time. It's beaching time for us. <laughs> Who knows? You could run into a real merman, merlady, merperson, merthing. <laughs> we started off so normal. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure like we totally had it together during The Lion King. We were like articulate. We were explaining what was greatness. <laughs> um, you... <laughs> I went off topic. My bad. Except you went to the food channel. So totally not my fault. (laughs) And that was the rabbit hole. (laughs) And then instead of digging up, we were like, let's go for the dog. Dig, 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 dig. And then what's up? We've hit water. (laughs) Underwater drama. (laughs) Why don't they have a cooking show underwater? Oh, my God. No, I literally thought about that. I was like, no, because all the food would get wet. You could only have soup. Maybe it's in a fish tank. A fish tank underwater. <laughs> underwater cooking show. Yeah. Okay. So this has descended into all sorts of madness. <laughs> I was like, underwater fish show. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just watch an octopus bloop around. But sure. <laughs> I love that you would have had Maria last week. Who would have just been like, yes. Like, again, we started. <laughs> accomplished person. Doing accomplished things. Maybe try that at the airport. I need to be on this flight. I have an underwater drama to watch. <laughs> that is a damn good reason to get on the flight. <laughs> yeah, I, I vote it. Oh I mean, God. come on, you. Tears you. are real. <laughs> I cannot stop the crying. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll stop. <laughs> but this has been a gaggle of geeks, your yep. geek and pop culture podcast on 2SER. I'm Sofu. I'm Tali. You can catch us all to subscribe, write, and review to all your friends and yourself. That made no sense. So I'm going to go now. <laughs> Bye. Bye.